Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the Astro. This is a show where apparently you're the, deep. you're the third person at the table with us. No, you don't get to talk yet. Oh, sorry. It's just me. This is my friend David. My name is Richard. You don't get to know our last names. Go back and listen to episode one if you want to know. I think it's in the title. Sorry, sorry, I won't talk yet. Okay, you're allowed to talk because from but once you start talking, we stop addressing the listener. Okay. Because that's what we do here. We address each other unvarnishedly, intimately. And Martha. Without pretense. And Martha. All right, three, two, one. <laughs> now you can talk. Um, Have I, has anyone ever told you that you kind of look like James Franco? What? No. Just with your haircut? Like, no, no. No other than... No. Who's your celebrity analog that people often say... Um, I have gotten... Game? Well, I feel like it largely just depends on what haircut I have. Yep. You know? I never would have said that until you had this haircut, which I've never seen on you. You well, kind of have, like, short sides. It's by no means a high and tight, but there's, like, kind of I, a... Well, I've been... I've been trying to go to all the cheap haircut places in my neighborhood. So many in Highland Park? Yeah. I used to get a $7 haircut there. I got one on Figueroa. I've had the 7, I've had the 8. This one's the 10. This was like one of the better haircut experiences I've had because, and I don't know why I never occurred to this, this occurred to me before, I guess it was never offered to me, but the woman, like, I went in there and I was like super shaggy, you know, and... You're usually, so David usually has these, like, uh, now I'm addressing the listener, I'm breaking my own rule, but you have these, like, curly, like, full head of hair. Yeah. Usually it's, like, at least, like, six to eight inches of of poof. Yeah, and so I get a lot of, like, uh uh-oh when I walk into the hair salon, you know, and she's, like, she handed me a book, and she's, like, pick out a haircut from this book. I was, like, this is genius, you know, because for a long time I, I have a good friend who's a hair cutter. A uh, hairdresser, and uh, she always cuts my hair when I'm like home, but I couldn't get it done this year at Christmas, so I feel like once a year is fine. Oh, when you're haircut. back in Colorado for the yeah. holidays? And uh, so I was like, oh, this is brilliant, and I just found this haircut in a book and pointed to it. It doesn't really look like the haircut in the book, but right. <laughs> it's fine. Well, there are a lot of those barbershops. There are other barbershops or their unisex hair salons yeah. in Highland Park There's where you'll see the, the sort of like sun-faded uh, photographs of like yeah. dozens of different hairstyles. But so you have short hair with like a little bit long on top. And to be honest, I'm not kidding. Like um, the hair and the whole vibe, I just realized, because James Franco's been in the news a lot. <laughs> but this is like For really... sexual assault <laughs> accusations. That's my vibe? What are you talking about? No, I mean... Look, he, I mean, he's a handsome guy. He's a movie star. It, like, I'm just saying that yeah. you kind of, you have, like, some scruff, you, you know, maybe beyond 5 o'clock mm-hmm. shadow, more towards beard than 5 o'clock shadow, but um, mm-hmm. I never noticed. I want to, but I want to ask you something about your haircutting experiences in Highland Park. Okay. Because I used to go all the time, too, and... Which one did you go to? I mean, I went to the one right across from uh, the market on Monta Vista Street. Yeah. I went there a couple times. There's one York cuts. I can't remember New what York it was called. New York cuts. That's what it was called. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. they kind of rebranded while I was living there, and they, I think they remodeled the whole place, or maybe there's new ownership. Used to go to that one down the street from where we both lived, and there's one on Figueroa, but up towards the 134. There's like a dozen on Figueroa. But uh, so no, many. but the one that's it's farther up the street where there's fewer businesses up towards the 134, on the um, east side of the street. There's uh-huh. one, and I can't remember what it. It was called. It was um, 
I think it's, you know, family name that starts with a V. It's like Velasquez or something huh. like that. But at any rate, at that one, I remember getting my haircut there on my birthday one year. And I have a mustache and um, and I have and I have like these eyebrows that kind of grow wild and both of all of those got those three things, the two eyebrows and the mustache got tri- like highly manicured. They did your eyebrows? Yeah. Huh. For well, seven dollars? They kinda like You got eyebrows, mustache, and hair for seven dollars. I kind of have a Michael Keaton. Eyebrows, but uh-huh. then they like. I can see that. But then they grow longer than that. Uh-huh. Um, and it was a week before I got some headshots done. Uh-huh. And it's just odd that, like, my mustache usually isn't necessarily like trimmed at an even line or like above my lip. You know, it's kind of more of a, a Tom Selleck or something yeah. like that. But you, you just like, I'd never been so manicured. Yeah, that's why I avoid. Uh, haircuts and beard trimmings in general because I too. tend to just fuck it up. Right. It just tends to not go well. Yeah. It's like the, the, the less often I do it, I feel like the better. It felt odd to have the eyebrows trimmed. <laughs> that is weird. I've never yeah. heard of that. Just the tops, you know, like. Yeah. Hmm. In any case, you've never gotten James Franco. No. I, frankly, I don't really want anything to do with that man. Yeah, at this point. I don't want to be like, hey, that guy's the same Well, I've been wanting to Franco. see The Disaster Artist. Yeah, I do. Because the book was fantastic. Yeah. Did you read the book? I have not. I've seen it's the room. It's so good. I've been to like some midnight screenings of it. Right. I met Tommy Wiseau at a midnight screening once. Oh yeah, you I bought did. A watch What's the story him. with that? That story is I went and saw the room. It was a midnight screening. It was at like college campus. I think maybe like this was like a year ago, probably. Right. It was recently because I remember you and Faye came over to my apartment. And you had this like plastic dog tag that I think you had gotten at that screening. Yeah, I got a dog tag at the. Oh, Tommy wears a dog tag. Is that something? Does he wear dog tags? I can't remember that. He wears. Yeah, he's still like all these dog tags and wears a bunch of belts. He's like. Yeah, a, he has like kind of a weird. A weirdo. Gothy yeah, S and um, style. Yeah, so I got my photo taken with him, and you know those midnight screens are fun. They like you know people throw spoons at the screen. Right. And it's like a whole thing. It, but it was fun. I've heard that The Disaster Artist is good. I want to see it no matter what because that book is just so good. And um, it's also, apparently, they shot on location here. Or not on location. I think that... Oh, yeah, we were going to see it and then talk about... Yeah, yeah, apparently they shot here. But apparently it's a stand-in for a diner in San Francisco. Huh. But I forget who told me that. Um, Oh, yeah, it was... uh, I know who told me. Um, At any case... At any case, at any, I don't think that's, that's how that goes. That's this week's malapropism because there's always <laughs> at least one or two. At any case, yeah. Well, so what's going on with you, Franco? Um, who would I be? What's who's my celebrity analog right now? Right now, just say something. Um, say it. Tom Selleck. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking a young Tom Selleck? Yeah, or yeah. Intermediate. A maybe? young Tom Selleck at, with a hangover. Why is that? Because of the bagginess of my eyes? The jowliness of my face? It's like a little unshaven, you know. Oh, unshaven, yeah. Yeah, you get a little stubble. Because when you drink too much, you just sprout well, you, like, about a week's worth of stubble overnight. Well, you like, yeah, it's like, not, it's not a beard, but it's unclear that you want to have a beard. You're like in that gray area where it's like, is he... I would say the he, same Is he on his way David? to a beard? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or are you just lazy? Are you just a slob? That, I mean, that's something that I think, that's the question... That our generation is asking with our facial hair stylings a little bit. Are you a slob or are you yeah. in pursuit of a greater uh, truth? 
<laughs> are you a philosopher? Are you, are you a philosopher? Like... <laughs> or are you just like lazy as shit? I don't think it stands for as much to have the type of facial hair that we have. I mean, it's we both stands work. for. I don't think it stands for as much these days oh. to like have. A I, week's this worth is just of a double. symbol of my rejection of like consumerism and corporate culture. Yeah, like no. I, don't, I don't need your razors. I don't need your like yeah. products. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Beatles mop top, yeah. you know, of yeah. the early 60s. Yeah. I mean, but this has been going on for some time, for as long as, you know, since I was about 19 years old. Whoa. I don't know. Something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> do you try to say stuff with your looks? I don't think you you do. No. I don't. You, I mean, have, I do, I, you have kind I, of a stylish shirt on, though. It's got like I a wear, small pocket. I have pocket. three of these shirts, and I wear them almost all the time. They're just like long sleeve t-shirts. But it's sort of like a thin crew yeah. neck, I think you would call it. It's, it's not, not a, a crew long neck, sl- is it? Isn't a crew neck? No, that's a V-neck. No, I, don't I know think a crew neck is when you have, it's just like a t-shirt style okay. neck without yeah. like a, a dip, I think. I feel, I, mean, I feel like the same way about my facial hair and my haircuts as I do about clothes. It's just like... Can I just buy five shirts and wear them forever? I don't care. There was this guy I went to high school with, and he, you know, I went to a boarding school, and he was a day student, um, which was rare. But he would only wear, as I remember, dark, like Levi's 501 jeans and just a blank white T-shirt. A uniform guy. And then if it was cold, he would wear a fleece. Yeah. And he would wear that, like, every day. I remember talking to him about it. Um, And he was an actor. And about a year or two after he graduated, he graduated a year ahead of me, I remember seeing him in a movie. You're talking about John Cusack, aren't you? No, but what I'm about to say will impress you. (laughs) It was... So we're talking, you know, it might be, like, 2000, 2001... I saw this art house movie, and he had a scene where he made out with an actress who was Scarlett Johansson. Wow. Before she was super big. Right. Um, And I think she was the star of the movie, and it was like she went through a bunch of relationships throughout the course of the movie, and he was one of them. But he had, like, you know, something of a role. He was also on daytime TV. I don't know what he's doing now. I haven't seen him in much since then. Mm. I don't know if he's still blessed to be doing the work he loves or not. You think he still wears a uniform? Maybe. He was that kind of guy. I mean, but, you know. There's something about that that seems very appealing. You know? Just, like, the idea of, like, eliminating that distraction from life where it's like, oh, just taking any worry or, like, thought about clothes just off the table. Yeah. Done. Got all these shirts, got all these pants. Don't have to think about it. Don't have to go to the store. Don't have to try anything on. I think Frank Lloyd Wright had a dictum about that. Well, he also designed his own clothes, though. Oh, so you've heard this as well. Well, I just know that he designed his own clothes. Some of his famous houses, though, I think that the closets would be very small. And he, yeah, and his he, clients would complain about that, and he would say, yeah. like, you just need, like, five outfits. Right. He was also very—he had the same thought about bedrooms. He was, like—he had—he always had very, very small bedrooms in his own houses. Like, if you've ever been to Talias and West, his bedroom there is, like, the size of this booth. It's, like, just big enough for, like, a cot. And it's because he's, like— What's the point? Like, you're just going to go in there, you're going to sleep. And he didn't sleep much because he worked a ton. Right. So. And so he designed houses so that people yeah. would be like him. Yeah. He's like, what? Oh, he was very much like, this is how we should live. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was very much 
yeah. That's our segment on architecture. <laughs> yeah, listen to episode X. two? No. The way when we talked about the Googies, was that episode? Oh, our episode two. I was just saying, I have an episode, my upcoming show that's going to come out in May. Oh, is, pardon me. Has a, has, is a, there's a Frank Lloyd Wright story in it. But I don't know what order it's oh, really? going to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Of your new podcast? Yes. Coming cool. out in May. Yeah. St it starts coming out in May? Late April is what we've said, so I'm saying May. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's good to get ahead of that. Yeah. That's what people who are trying to open restaurants in L.A. should do. Yeah. Like, if, if they think that it's going to open in October, they should just say February. Yeah, or just say October 2019. <laughs> right, yeah, whenever the next year is. So how have your New Year's resolutions been going? Not that you have any. Well, I didn't have any. I mean, my resolutions were to feel better and get healthy and... Uh, I did get prescribed opiates, so I feel like that's taking care of like my extreme pain. But it's also like you it's know, a short-term solution. Yeah, you don't want to. That's a road you want to be careful on. Don't be boxing with God. Yeah, and I, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever been prescribed opiates in my life. It was the first time I it took, and it was just like I haven't had a lot of luck with that either. Yeah, I just don't really like them. They don't agree with my body, but. It's an interesting experience, given that we're in the midst of this opioid crisis, to go to a doctor and to be in pain. And then it's so weird because he's like, now, are you, how are you, are you okay with narcotics? <laughs> and I was like, in my mind, I didn't even associate op opioids as a narcotic. I just thought, like, that's a drug. That's just a Tuesday night. Like, when I think narcotics, I just think, like, illicit drugs, you know. That's my association with the word I mean, narcotics. I'm pretty sure that and I was you like, cannot take Vicodin, like, recreationally. That's not legal. Right. Well, he was just like, he was like, you know, there's been a lot of issues with these have the potential to be addicted. He's like, and so the doctor's like, so if I prescribe this to you, you have to promise me you're going to take it responsibly. It's like that, that this is our like solution to the opioid problem is just asking the doctor that you're going to promise them that like, it's like, that doesn't seem. That's our workaround now. Yeah. But he also just wrote a ticket, you know, gave him, give me my like exam. So what you're saying diagnosed is... Diagnosed me with sciatica. In and terms was like, of getting vitamin V from your doctor, the party is not necessarily over yet. I was just surprised. Uh, you know, it's like I was just curious how he was going to navigate it and what, what, what is the protocol now. Like, I don't know what it was like before, but I did read the book Dreamland. Shout out to that book. That's amazing. By Sam Great book. Yeah, um, I read it too. So I was just curious, and then I was like, oh, that's it. They just promise, make a promise. <laughs> now you can have the drugs. Uh, but then he prescribed me 40 of them, and then when I went to go get the prescription filled, the pharmacist was like, your insurance won't allow you to have more than one week's. So they had to curtail my prescription down to, I think, 21 pills, which is still a lot. I mean, that's assuming you're taking them every eight hours, but I don't really like the way they make me feel, so I'm not taking them at night, you know? But I'm not in pain, which is nice. But they make me itch, and then because my burns are really itchy, it's been kind of, like, even worse. Right, yeah. <laughs> for the burns, but right, good for the back. A, that's a common side effect of yeah. opiates is that they make you feel itchy. Yeah. Well, Supposedly, um, you, you get euphoria, too, but I have not you experienced haven't felt any euphoria. You haven't, <laughs> well, just the euphoria. Just the, the, one at a time, but just the euphoria of, like, not being in pain for the first time in six weeks. I'd say that's its own... Right. Form of relief. Well, it's a good way to get ahead of feeling better is to hurt yourself badly. <laughs> and then the incremental um, improvements. Yeah. 
feel larger than they actually are. Well, you should be eating more probiotics, so I made yes. some kimchi oh, wow. that I brought for you. And I think I should burp it, actually. Let's see if we can get this on mic. Some of the CO2, I think. Is, um... Oh, no. It wasn't. I just bottled this this morning. I have a look. Ooh. Somebody kicked the dog. <laughs> Smell that? I did not. So it's daikon, napa cabbage. Um, somebody, ooh, somebody kicked the dog? Is that, just, a, is that like, another mal? Are you doubling up on malapropisms? Or is that a real a thing? That's a malapropism. It's a, that's a, a joke, pro- actually. That's what's called a joke. Because of the smell, the odiferous nature of the kimchi reminded me of a... Of kicking a dog? Canine flatulence. But when you kick a dog, does it fart? Is that a thing? I guess no, I don't, wouldn't know because no, no. I don't go around kicking you dogs. Smell, you smell the fart and kick the dog because he did something bad. Oh. It's just a joke. I would never kick my dog or any dog. But it doesn't make any sense because... Except if that dog was attacking my dog, then I would kick the attacking dog. Well, yeah, that's self-defense. And I, I have. That's how I... I, mean, I guess it's not self-defense. Here it's like... When, our last dog, Clementine, was getting attacked. I stuck my hand in the middle and the dog bit me. So what's in this... So it's um, Napa cabbage. Got it. A lot of ginger. Mm. A lot of garlic. And what makes it red? What makes kimchi red? Um, I knew you were going to ask that. And it's the powder. It's not gochujang, but it's... uh, Oh, it's gochugaro. That's what it's called. Uh, Gochugaro. So it's just... Hello, Martha. Hello there. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm here trying to do my best, serving the best customers I have, which is you and your friend. Oh, thank you. You say that to all the tables. No, I don't. No? I don't lie unless it's necessary. <laughs> and in right. this case, it's not point. necessary. What's the last lie you told? I will tell you. <laughs> uh, two minutes ago. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hold on, let me adjust the mic. Oh, yeah. Okay. You want to take a menu? Yeah, we'll take a couple menus. I like how you didn't even bring us menus this time. Because you because probably know ready. already. I do, but I feel like it helps me decide. All right. You know? I'll bring it over. I would love a glass of water, please. I'll take one, too. Okay, yeah. I'll bring it over right Thank now. You. You're there you Cheers. Uh, thank you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And the water coming, too, okay? No rush. What are you going to get today? That's a good question. I'm, I'm getting hungry. hungry. I am hungry too. I'd, I'm not going to do pie. I'm not going to do pancakes. But I'm are gonna, you going to do something savory? I think so, but everything's large. Do you want to just split something? Maybe, yeah. And a side of eggs, maybe? I wanted to investigate. Oh, because you're not going to have eggs anyway, right? You just leave them on the table. Thank you, Martha. Fried chicken? I just uh, had fried chicken the other night. You know, I took, so I had all this leftover kimchi brine. Mm-hmm. from making a big batch of kimchi in my new crock, which is amazing. I have this new ceramic crock, uh, Ohio stoneware, with that comes with weights inside wow. so that you can submerge everything. Yeah. Usually I use some, I clean glass jars, and I, you know, we've done it together. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this has these weights that f- are custom-made to fit right inside the the lip of, of the crock, and then there's a lid on top, too. It's so great. Nice. And this is the first thing you made in it? Yes. I got it for Christmas. Nice. So just to continue, I, I'll tell you the rest of the ingredients. It's Napa cabbage, uh, daikon. Did you ever notice that the hamburger here is listed Never mind. as you L- go ahead. LA's best hamburger? Go ahead. Yes, Sorry. I have. Go I ahead. know, and I've go been ahead. curious to try go it. <laughs> what do you th- are you tempted by that? No, nah, I don't feel like eating a bunch of meat, even though I just said, suggested we get fried chicken. <laughs> no, go on. Sorry, let me interrupt. Got distracted. Napa cabbage, daikon. 
basically, like, they're like garlic greens, I think. You Like, I, I did my shopping at HK Supermarket, which is a great Korean supermarket here in LA that I've been going to all my life, but I haven't been there which for one? a long time. HK, it's on Western. It's so good. We gotta go there together sometime. All right. It's very overwhelming uh, because I, I wanna keep going back to kind of like work on my expertise. Been there. So, I can't remember. Anyway, go on. you need gochugaru to make kimchi, which is just the like chili powder. And they have a yeah. million it's different not a kinds. Paste? It's not that red paste. The paste is gochujang. Uh huh. It's different. Okay. And I don't know how it's different. Uh huh. Um, but this is just, it's, it's Korean chili powder, basically. And I was just staring at this wall of the gochujang and the gochugaru, just mouth agape, not knowing which one to get, you know, looking at Korean letters on my phone and comparing it to some of the labels, but then they're also more Korean characters that are like the brand name. And so it's hard to identify what was what. And this nice young lady came up behind me and gave me a look. And I was like, you ever made kimchi? Can you recommend and she was like, gochugaru? And she's like, this she is was the like, brand you want. And she was like, are you Tom Selleck? <laughs> are you friends with James Franco? <laughs> Do you so record she, a podcast with James Franco? So she picked the brand <laughs> for me. Diner every Friday? And she also recommended that I find this sugar that she's like, it's not normal sugar. It's like, mm. it's like, it translates as new sugar and it's super sweet. And we walked all over the store looking for it, but I couldn't find it. Um, in any case, garlic greens, which you can get at a store garlic like that. Garlic greens, huh? It's Is that like, the thing when you I let the garlic go? It just I think it's the like greens. the tops of garlic. It's a very bitter, like garlicky tasting, but it looks like almost like a little bit bigger and tougher than a uh, chive, but not quite as big as like a green onion or a scallion, mm. but just the greens. So there's that. There's some spring onions. Um, did you use a recipe or did you just... I, I looked at some stuff online and kind of... So I brined the cabbage. I cut the cabbage in half vertically, uh -huh. and I brined it in some salt water um, for over 24 hours. In the crock? No, that was in a big mixing bowl, actually. Okay. And then I drained it and then salted. So you want to get the, the cabbage 6 in the... 6% salt solution? For that one, I, I had a ratio that I looked up. It wasn't 6%. I, I ended up creating another brine because uh, Caitlin inadvertently dumped it down the drain while I was like doing the next step, which is like then, so you want to get the white parts of the cabbage so that they're like fully bendable. Uh -huh. So that's what the brining does. And apparently that's the trickiest part of the, pro the process because then you're going to salt it after again when you add the gochugaru and all the other ingredients. But you're kind of rolling the dice on like how salty it's going to end up tasting because mm. there are a lot of factors of time and heat and whatever so then you salt it you and i kind of made like a like a mush of the gochugaru the scallions and garlic greens tons of garlic tons of ginger which was graded by my friend Adam Golner, who I mentioned last time, who was visiting from, I just like put him to work. He just like grated up all this ginger and garlic. It was awesome. And you stuff that between all the leaves. And that was really fun. And then I created a brine and submerged that. And so then like a day or two later, I had this like, these beautiful looking like halves of Napa cabbage that are all pink and it was just like really beautiful. And then I chopped it up with the daikon, submerged it again with the weights and just let it ferment longer because mm. it was very active at that point. Um, I think it's pretty good. I want to, you know, the daikon's great. It adds like this great sourness that is like almost like yeah, a lemon. I, I, but I, I make a lot acidic. of daikon pickles. Yeah. It's really good. Something about that after like a few days of fermenting. I feel like it heightens the effervescence of the natural fermentation in a weird way. Right. I don't know if it's like a 
What's, what do you call an optical illusion that happens in your mouth? I don't know. That's a great question. It's a German word, I believe. But yeah, I love Daikon too. There's something about it after it dies down from activity that it's it's like, it's sour, but it's not too acidic and it's just beautiful. And it's also, it stays crunchy, which is nice because the Napa, Napa cabbage can get kind of waterlogged, you know? Yeah. So that's what that is. I can't wait to eat it. I also can't wait to eat a meal here, but I'm trying to decide what to get. I what? just keep noticing things on the menu, like this Napoli delight. Do you see this? It's ground beef patty topped with meat sauce or with spaghetti. No, I didn't notice that. How about a ham omelet? How about a mushroom I don't really like eggs, dude. That's right, we've covered this. <laughs> <laughs> but we're definitely splitting something, right? I don't know, I can almost get my own thing. Are you hungry? I am hungry. All right. Oh, I just noticed that you can either get regular coffee or Colombian coffee. I wonder what we're drinking. I think regular. We could also, so I was playing with the idea of getting like two sides. There's a menu item called the Greek Tycoon. What's that? Also a signature item. What? What is it? It's approximately 12 ounces of ground chuck. Wow, that's too much ground chuck. Topped with feta cheese, grilled tomatoes, onions on sourdough with french fries. It's just like a Greek burger. It is under the fantastic burgers section, so. Oh, the San Franciscan sandwich. Have we noted that before? Approximately 12 ounces ground chuck on sourdough bread topped with ham and cheese sauce. Cheese sauce served with french fries. This is an extensive. $10 hot dog? $10 hot dog? What's on it? Why is it $10? Comes with baked beans or french fries. Maybe we'd opt for baked beans this time. I'm hungry. I'm too. What, what are the specials? Okay, you don't like eggs. So what's like a breakfast item that you could get without eggs that's also not pancakes because you don't want those? I could do like a breakfast burrito. I mean, if it says eggs in it, I'm okay with that. I guess we could split a breakfast burrito. Do you want to do that? Scrambled eggs mixed with ham and bacon rolled in a flour tortilla topped with green chilies and melted cheese. Oh, so it's going to be like wet, basically. Served with refried beans and Mexican rice. You know, I would do that. All right. Does that sound good to you? Sure. I hear that there's a good breakfast burrito at the Astro Burger mm. on Melrose, which we've threatened to do a... Uh, Spin-off episode. Oh, by the way, I'm out of town next Friday, so we need to bank one. Send this over the weekend? Should we do one over it's the like weekend? A midnight. Let's let's do like you want to do a midnight yeah, one? Yeah, or like, yeah, late night. At the Astro. At nighttime. Yeah. Do you have any plans this weekend? We're throwing a party for... We have, oh, thanks for the invite. Well, you're not a pregnant woman, so you're not invited. <laughs> we have like five friends who are all pregnant and do around really? the same time, and so we're getting them all together to meet each other so they can all have kids about the same age and it's, it's like a it's a good thing to do when you have a kid to find other people who have a kid the same age as you because you will be hanging out with them a lot right you know? yeah you're gonna be hanging out with other people parents, who yeah. have kids your age yeah no matter what so yeah we're gonna throw this party on saturday for a bunch of pregnant friends i was thinking about go you know eleanor friedberger's playing at pappy and harriet's on saturday night she is? yeah and i was thinking about maybe going to that but uh other than that going no, to no plans um also kati's going out of town for next week Oh, for really? a writing workshop in Florida. 
Oh, wow. So I feel like I can go out this weekend and because I'm going to be solo parenting for a week, so I should take advantage of my right. chance to get out while I can. But other than that, no plans. So Katya's out of town like Monday through Friday? I think so, yeah. I think those are the dates, more or less. She's going to Key West to have a workshop with the writer Joy Williams. Cool. Which sounds really fun. And that sounds great. Yeah. And are we doing the breakfast burrito? I thought we had decided cool. that. but done. That concludes the deciding what we're going to order segment yeah, of the show. I mean, we can do a side of something, too, if you want. You want to get a piece of pie as well? No. Done. Let's go. What's new with you other than making kimchi? Uh, work stuff that I'm not disposed to talk about. Been taking care of Jubal. How is Jubal? Family dog. He's um, aged. Yeah. It's happening really quickly. His back legs don't uh, work as well as they once did. Um, he's been having a lot of trouble seeing recently, and we were able to get that diagnosed. And he has he has cataracts, mm -hmm. but he also has these ulcers on his eyes, which I guess are caused by abrasions. He likes to kind of like scratch his eyes or sometimes he'll like run his face along like you know like the side of the sofa he's sort of like itching his eyes basically or his eyes must Aww. itch and so i guess that that has caused something and so i've been giving him these eye drops um five times a day two different kinds there, there's one that happens twice one in the morning and one at night and there's one that happens five times throughout the day and then he's taking basically like a multivitamin in the morning for like you know, that has like ginkgo biloba to sort of stave off senility. Um, he's taking a couple other pills too. So, but it's been great to, to be with him and yeah. just spend that time with him. Um, do dogs take medicinal marijuana? Is that something they can do? Yes, absolutely. And I asked the vet about that and um, he had a pretty convincing reason as to why not. I mean, Jubal has arthritis, and yeah, that's what's happening with his legs, and um, we've known that he has arthritis for quite a while. So I thought maybe it would help with that. I thought CBD might help with that. And I met someone on, on a shoot who has a dog who was taking some very aggressive cancer medication, and he said that it had just ruined the dog's quality of life, and he started the dog on CBD and something called Pew Pew, which I don't know what it is. Pew Pew? I think hmm. it's another, it's like a holistic or like, you know, some sort of like natural uh, supplement. But he put him on that, and the dog immediately started like, you know, getting back to its normal activity, and so I was pretty sold on that. I wanted to ask the vet about it, and the vet was like, look, this plant has evolved with us as humans, and we have, like, all the receptors, but, like, dogs don't. We don't know what's going on, and my vote is that, like, if you're going to give a dog marijuana, like, it will make it high. And I was like, are you sure, even with CBD? And he's like, it's going to get high. He's going to get, like, more sedentary. That's already what it, his sort of problem is. Yeah. He also advised that we get him a harness so that we can easily pick him up without you know, causing him physical discomfort in and out of cars, up and down off things, up and down stairs. Going upstairs is okay, and he can do it okay yeah. sometimes, but yeah, going down, he'll just sort of like fall and, I mean. You get him a drone that will just lift him up. <laughs> He's like fly around the house. 
That would would be beautiful. Jubal flying would just be, God, I would love that. I would love to see my dog flying. He's so beautiful, and he's, um, you know, he's very beautiful in his crotchety old age. I, I love it, and I'm you know, obsessively, depressively thinking about the end of his life, but also trying to just enjoy being with him. And, um, yeah, it makes me pretty sad. Yeah. We've been thinking about getting a dog just because we, ours died. Yeah, how long ago was that now? It was, Right before the you eclipse. Were out of town. Right before the eclipse. Yeah, that's how I remember when it was. When was the eclipse? Yeah. Sometime in the fall. Yeah, it was in the fall. Tragic, horrible story. I don't know if we want to get into that. I don't know. No, if we can get into it. Uh, I mean, it's tragic on so many levels, you know? Like, I have a friend who I had not seen in a very long time. I was friends with him when I lived in Seattle. And... He popped back into town, and I hadn't seen him for a long time. When I saw him, he explained to me that he'd basically been in and out of um, psychiatric hospitals since I had last seen him. He'd had some psychotic breaks and had gone really crazy, and and he was living in his car, and he was kind of homeless out here and, like, adrift. And I was like, well, look, I'm going out of town. Why don't you house it for us? Because you are homeless, and you can watch my dog. It was just for two days, and I thought he could handle it, and he did. We went out of town for like a weekend. He washed the dog, it was fine. Came back and then a couple weeks later, we were going away for a longer period of time and I gave him the same offer. I was like, hey, you know, you handled it fine before. I feel like, and I thought it'd be good for him, you know, like he'd have a stable place. Uh, he's a musician too and so and I have a small recording set up in my house. I was like, if you want to, re- you know, and he was really excited about having an opportunity to just record some songs that he'd written and like, I was like, it'll be really good for him. And then, um. And then he just called me one night and was like, Fado's missing. And I was like, what do you mean he's missing, you know? And we live on a hill. And so our neighbors to our left, there's basically like a a retaining wall. So there's like a, that's probably like a five, five or, like five or six foot just vertical drop on the edge of our yard. And our dog had fallen over that drop once before and in the middle of the night and was trapped on the neighbor's side of the house and they found him in the morning but he, they wouldn't let him pick him up so I had like put up a fence over part of the to keep him from falling over there but there was a section in the back that didn't have a fence and so when I heard that he had was missing I was like oh he probably yeah, fell. fell go check with the neighbors and he said that he checked with the neighbors and he wasn't there and anyway it turned out that he had fallen and he had wandered back behind another house next door and it was really hot and so he just died of um heat exhaustion and he was old but yeah and part of the problem was that my friend just was so out of it and distraught that he couldn't remember if he'd left the front door open and he was convinced that he had left our front gate open and that the dog had gotten out and so he was pretty convinced that he was just out and someone had picked him up and we didn't know who but it turned out that he was just next door and it and I heard from my neighbors that he was screaming and mm. just like crying and people came to check on him and ultimately it was one of the neighbors who found the dog because they were coming to just see what was going on in our house because this guy was just like having a breakdown. Your friend? 
Yeah. And so I just felt like, you know, on one hand, I was really upset and angry with him because I was really brokenhearted about... I'd had my dog for about 11 years. And, uh, and then I was, like, mad at myself for, like, maybe... Okay. All right. You need more time? No. I think we're ready. I'll be here till 2 o'clock. <laughs> no, no, I'm very excited. We are going to have one breakfast burrito. Breakfast burrito. going to split it? Yeah, we're going to split it. Burrito. Okay. No. And I would love some more water. Of course. Can I please have my menu? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. I may need it. For, I may need it for another customer. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Oh, you have other customers. I didn't know. <laughs> Not any better than you guys, but I do. Don't you make know. us jealous. No, I won't. I won't do that. <laughs> Thank you. How yeah. much time elapsed between his calling you and telling you that Fado was missing and the ultimate conclusion? Or uh, I think it was about a day, day and a half, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and so I was just, like, upset at myself for, like, maybe, like, letting him take on this task that maybe he wasn't, like, prepared to do. And then I just didn't want him to take the blame, to feel like it was his fault. And I feel like it ultimately it was my fault. I should have put a fence over on that part of the yard. So, and I explained that to him. But I haven't really spoken to him. I mean, I called him up once after that. To be like it's not your fault. Don't worry about it. And he actually called me and left a message a couple days ago because he left LA, and I just like haven't even listened to the message. I just like don't want to deal with it. But I should, I should call him back. So this was not good for your relationship. It was not good for our relationship. No. So he was distraught over the the guilt of what happened. What was that phone call like? I was just like, hey, Miles, I don't feel, I don't blame you for this. This was totally my fault. I should have had a fence there. I don't want you to feel like it's, you know. But it was also like, get out of the house. I was like, get all your stuff and go. Because that was, I was upset, you know. What was the moment like when he told you that Fado was dead? Uh, it was awful. He was, like, crying, and he was just, like... So you knew? I knew as soon as he, he answered the phone, I knew what had happened. I could just tell. And just, like, things were adding up. Like, if Fado had been picked up by someone, you know, he has tags. They would have called us, you know? And he's got a chip, so if someone took one to the pound, like, we checked the pound, you know... I just, and like, I think if he had been hit by a car or something, then we would have known about that too, because someone would have, you know, I just felt like by the time that much time went by, I was really feeling like chances are he, but then also it's like, well, if he had gotten hit by a car or any of those things had happened, we would know. So maybe he is just wandering and he, he had wandered off a couple times. I mean, he, he, he was a dog who had like a lot of near death experiences. It's true. He'd been hit by a car three times. He like fell down this mountain and like was trapped in this yard for a day and like at our old house and like right and and he wandered off when you were staying in that like bus or whatever you oh my god he wandered in the desert in utah where, when utah. i was staying at this hippie hot springs and i was convinced he, I don't know, yeah so he had nine lives you know yeah and he was old but i mean he was in rough shape he was mostly blind 
yeah. at that point. And he was, like, falling down a lot, like, yeah. struggling a lot to get upstairs and stuff. He was about, I don't know exactly how old he was, but because he was a Katrina rescue dog. Right. He'd been rounded up after the storm when I was living down in New Orleans and evacuated to Arkansas, which is where I got him. But he was probably about 16 or 17 years old for a Wheaton Terrier mix. Well, I think that's pretty old. And he was a street dog before that who, like, ate out of garbage cans and belonged to a homeless man who may or may not have passed away in the storm. I'm not sure, but... Hey, to Fado Dog. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. He was a great dog. He was. And Katya was like, really wants to get another dog. And I was just sort of like, I'm not ready. But now I feel like this year we'll probably get a dog. Do you blame your friend? No, I don't. Thank you, Martha. You're welcome, please. you blame yourself? Yes, I do. Because of the fence? Yeah. Why didn't you build a fence along the full length of the wall? Um, I had put these planters up that kind of blocked it. But there was, I guess there was a space where he could squeeze through. You know. Also, he fell before, and it wasn't a big deal. And I just thought, like, well, you know, if he falls... It's not the end of the world. Anyway. But now you regret that decision. Yeah, yeah, no. What did you, so you sort of, you're like, all right, I got 50 feet of retaining wall here. You go to the store and get a 25-foot fence, or what happened? No, we had this old fence. It's not an interesting story. We just had this old fence at our old house that our neighbor had made for us out of pallets in exchange for letting us store a bunch of wine barrels that he had, that he made furniture out of. So we made this fence for us that spanned the length of our driveway so Fado wouldn't get out. And right. I just moved that to the new house, but it only covered like part of the I see. part of the retaining wall. So. so it's the circumstances of his death that trouble you. And just like not being there when he died, like knowing that he just died alone really upsets me. I mean, one of the things about dogs and dogs dying is that, in a way, like, we have the opportunity to create, like, a dignified death or, you know, a death that... Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. I didn't have, like, the way you told me. Oh, oh thank that you, looks beautiful. No, yeah. Thank you. But the other side of that is that we also cling to life and have a lot of, like ugly, messy, slow... Because we keep them around for too long. Painful Because deaths. they yeah. they entertain us. Yeah. Right. I mean, that people can be irresponsible with yeah. that, too. Yeah. Now let's uh, talk about this burrito. <laughs> Looks pretty good. These tortillas look decent, actually. Totally decent. Looks like it's got a nice kind of char... But, I mean, one of the things about a flour tortilla is that it can be stretchy and crispy at the same time. Which yeah. I like. I've never seen a breakfast burrito that has, like, a like a chili. It's like a sautéed chili, and then I think Yeah, it's a roasted American chili cheese? with the skin taken off. But then then there's a little bit of char in it, so cheddar. I think they did it on the plancha as well. And then, and then cheddar melted on top of that. It is interesting. 
it's probably really interesting to hear described on a podcast too. Somebody told me that they really enjoyed whenever food came up with us. That mm. they Good, because it's like a common thing. I it comes up a lot. It's the, kind of a food podcast. The food and malapropisms show. Hey, I think that I've only had one malapropism today. Propism? That's how Propism. I say it. Yeah. Do my malapropisms bug you? No, I uh, Do you notice them when them. they happen? I definitely noticed the one last week. What was it? I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm not gonna talk about okay. it. Okay. You, if you can find it, Lady I'll buy Walkers. You a cup of coffee. What was the? <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about it, Franco. Actually, I'm gonna take a photo of you so that everyone can see what a James Franco-looking guy you are. I don't, I don't feel good about this whole, this whole line of. You look great. Yeah, but couldn't you just find another person another celeb who was right, who accused like James Franco. by five women for sexual person. assaults? Okay. Don't blame yourself. Self-forgiveness. I do sometimes get Dan Behar, which I only mention because he's actually playing probably as we speak live on KCRW right now. But I also like it's one of those things where it's like if you have long hair, like the curly long hair and a beard, people just say you look like other people with curly long hair and a beard. Who is it? Is that Destroyer? Yeah. Yeah. He's also in New Pornographers. I never knew that. I think he is. Everybody's in the New Pornographers. Aren't they like really they big won't bad? let me in. <laughs> I don't know. You should show up to rehearsal sometime. I'm the real Dan Behar. Yeah. <laughs> Dan. Um, sorry that you're missing Dan Behar's set, but don't blame yourself. Oh, I'm not missing. I wasn't going to go. Don't blame yourself. I'm sorry that Fado died like that, though. I met someone on another film set. It's funny. It, Film sets are the, you know, when you're shooting like 12 hours a day, it, it's kind of like going to camp where you make friends for life yeah. but that you'll never see again. Yeah. You I was have these crazy the conversations. The first time when I experienced that. So I was on another film set and I was talking about dogs dying with someone like right next to a generator it was like over in wardrobe but it was outside and it was like this generator was buzzing next to us and we were just talking about missing our dogs you know who had died and and he told me about putting a dog down and the experience of there's like a service where you can you can do it in your home so it's like somebody comes and gives the dog an injection and you can be like holding the dog so that the dog doesn't have to go to the vet, yeah. which, you know, often dogs get nervous at the vet or it's just an unpleasant atmosphere, really. Yeah, and so you can do it in your home and, and the dog can be surrounded by its loved ones. And um, uh, it's something I want to do. Yeah, you should. Yeah, Absolutely. Anyways, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> I've already cried about Jubal, like, many times. Feels good. To cry? Yeah. Do you cry? Uh, about Fado? No, I don't ever cry. Really? About anything. Of course I cry. <laughs> I mean, I, there's two kinds of crying. There's, like, the real intense crying... Sobbing that I'll do like that I did when Fader died and then there's like you know 
laundry commercial crying, where it's like for some reason, like, the, <laughs> like you'll just see some like dumb commercial and it just like hits you really hard, and you're just like. The commercials like, get you. Weird things get me. Like I remember crying at like the trailer for the Legend of Bagger Vance, that like Disney movie about a golfer. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like stuff hits you sometimes, you know. It's probably just scoring. Good scoring is my guess. I've had a a long relationship with crying in movie theaters that I actually don't often cry. I cried really hard at Coco. Oh, I haven't seen it. I hear it's sad. It's not sad, but I was seeing it in the Highland Park Theater. Right. And like, I took my daughter, and I would say like 90% of the audience was Latino families. Mm -hmm. And just like seeing this movie about a kid from Mexico, you know, like being the hero and like set in Mexico and like, it was just really moving. I don't know. Sorry, I interrupted you. No. We were talking about crying in movies. Well, so I don't often cry, but I'll well up a lot with tears, and then maybe 30 seconds or a minute or five minutes will pass, and I'll be, of course, enjoying the movie because this brought me almost to the point of tears, but after a few minutes elapsed, and I, and I and then I'm not crying, and I'm, I've kind of gotten over it, I start, like, regretting the fact that I didn't just really go full bore into just, like, sobbing, you know? Because, like, it's almost like holding in a sneeze or whatever. Yeah. And that's my impulse when I'm in a semi-public place. Or, I mean, it's absolutely public, but it's dark, so I... Yeah. yeah. And obviously it would be acceptable to cry in that context. But... So that happens to me a lot in, in movies, and... Well, you feel like you should be crying more? No, it's just that I'll, I'll, like, basically feel like crying, and I think the tears will well up into my eyes, and then I'm, I'll do enough holding it in that often it'll pass. Yeah. And then I'll just wish that I had had that experience. And I don't know, it's, I guess it's just... It's my instinct to just hold it in, I guess, when I'm in that setting. Do you ever do that? Yeah. What was the last movie you cried at? I have no idea. Just repress that memory? No. I'm a famous crier. <laughs> oh, really? Richard's sure. famous tears? <laughs> Richard's famous tears. You should do like a... I don't know. I guess there's not really like a... You could do simple syrup. Would be like a good thing you could brand as Richard's famous tears. It's a good idea. Yeah, I just gave Because you can't really do like salt water. Yeah. I, was, I wanted you to get it on tape. Richard gave... Martha, his signature homemade hot sauce, which is really beautiful. It's like in this little glass jar, and it has a homemade label that your mom painted, and it has this great logo of a a king holding a, a pickle, a queen. I think holding it's Queen a, Victoria. Holding There's a, a famous picture of her holding something, except in this case, it's a it's a pickle with a mustache. And the hot sauce is really good. It's made with fermented fuyu pears, or persimmons. It's fermented I mean. chilies and garlic, and then that I mixed with vinegar pickled fuyu persimmons. Yeah, I've been putting it on everything. Really? I mean, yeah, I've been eating a lot with these. I like to make big batches of burritos and freeze them, so I have, like, quick lunches to eat while I'm working. Really? And I made these, like, soy riso, egg, cheese burritos. Yum. And I'll do, like, 
with every bite, I'll do like a dollop of sour cream and then like a nice big splash of Richard's Famous. That makes me happy. That makes me happy too. <laughs> when I was in second grade, I was in class and we were singing Swanee River and I just started bawling. Really? Yeah. I have no idea why. Because you're a sissy? Something about that melody. (laughs) And the sort of, the idea of, like, this this place far away and these people who have passed on, you know. So you, like, were totally, like, like, the the lyrics were part of the whole experience. I think so, yeah. It wasn't just, like, way down upon a Swanee River, far, far away. That's where my heart is turning ever. That's where the old folks stay. What is the story of? I don't know the story of that song. That's, I don't, just those lyrics. I think it's just something about. It's like evoking, a time, you know, just past, and. Some people who. You know, are no longer of this earth or whatever. I don't think that there was anything, specific to my life that, made me think of maybe my grandparents. Hmm. I don't know. It was before my grandmother died. My, my mother's mother. But, and I think that all three of my other grandparents were dead by that point. I, and I think that my father's mother, yeah, my father's mother must have still been alive too. So both of my grandparents I never knew. Because one died when my mother was five, and my father's father died when I was two weeks old. Wow. Who I'm named for. Apparently, I, I gurgled at him uh, over the telephone, um, and he got to, we never met. We, we never met. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he died like, when I was a couple weeks old. And then I, I knew my father's mother a little bit, and then my mother's mother lived in LA for a few years, and she died when I was in the fifth grade. But so, maybe it was something about that, you know, or, you know, when you're that age, and then, you know, you're seven or whatever, and a lot of people have grandparents. Yeah, I have all four of my grandparents were alive up until I was in my 20s. Right. And my first grandparent died when I was like 21 or 22. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. They all, all my grandma's still alive, but my uh, her and her husband lived till he was 98. That's great. You know, 92. Her husband lived till he was 92. My other grandpa lived to 98. My grandma died, and then he died three weeks to the day. Basically, of just like a broken heart. Mm-hmm. Like he was totally fine, totally healthy. She died, and then, and they'd had to leave their apartment and go live in assisted living because she was, he couldn't take care of her. You know, she had dementia and stuff. And I think he was just like, "What is this?" He was in a new place. He had no wife. They'd been married for. 65, 67, 66. I think they, she, she, I think she died during their anniversary party. What? Wait, what? Yeah. You think? I'm trying to remember exactly. I think, well, they were having a party. I think it was, yeah, it was their anniversary. I think it was like their 65th. Or, and my family thinks maybe she was just like holding on for the anniversary. I mean, she was just completely out of it at that point. But right. they all went down to have cake. And she was couldn't go down, and she passed away while they were down, down like to the dining room. They had this party, and they went down to the dining room to have cake for the party, and she couldn't go. 
and she passed away while they were having the cake. And then he was just like, I'm done. And I totally get it. So do I. I was just like, what? Why would you, you know, he was 98. He's surrounded by strangers in an unfamiliar place and his partner, this closest friend and who he'd been with for 65 years. That's crazy, you know? So uh, yeah, he just bowed out. Yeah, just went to sleep, didn't wake up. And then my other grandfather died. Yeah, my grandma's still alive. I just saw her. She's, you know, she's. I think she she might die this year. Oh God. She's. I mean, she's in good shape, but she's just getting dementia and she's old. And. It's your father's mother. My mother's mother. Oh. Yeah. She's in Colorado. Yeah. But we had a really nice visit. You know, it's like. When you know that it might be the last time that you get to spend with a family member, it's just like a really good visit. Oh, this really funny thing happened where, like, my daughter's three, and so we wanted to get a picture with her and her great-grandma. Yeah. And we were trying to do this family picture, and she was just being a three-year-old. She was just, like, didn't want to do it, and she was a little bit afraid of, because she's, she's a little bit scared of really old she's people. She's unfamiliar with yeah. your grandmother. And so we're getting this picture taken, and my daughter goes, ow, someone's pulling my hair. And I was like, Faye. No one is pulling your hair. Just smile for the camera. And then, like, after the photo, my wife was like, I actually, I was pulling her hair. <laughs> just to, like, try to get her to face the camera. I was like, what are you going to say some awkward? But it's just funny to, like, call your daughter a liar and find out that, like, indeed, her mother was pulling her hair. <laughs> just trying to, like, just, like, put, put at the camera. You know, not, like, violently, but just, like, Faye, like, get it together. I mean, one of my most distinct memories of my father's mother was sitting on her lap we went out to Nashville one Christmas and the whole family convened there. And um, I was sitting on her lap and she was, you know, quite ill, frail and old. And she was wearing a ball cap that had Christmas lights on it. And she'd been playing with it, you know, the entire week or whatever. If, if you squeezed the, the lid, the Christmas lights would light up. So I think that she had invited me to do that while I was sitting on her lap. And I couldn't find the trigger. I was like, you know, looking for it. I was squeezing different areas of it. I was probably like four, I think I was four. And after a few attempts, she just like, kind of like brushed me off and like looked me right in the eyes and said, you're hurting me. Whoa. <laughs> like physically? Yeah, I mean, she was just very direct. Like, I mean, I, I, re I remember I got it at the time. It was very much like my dad, you know, she's yeah. just like not going to treat you or speak to you like you're four just because you're four. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I pretty much do that with Faye. Talk to her like she's an adult a lot of times. I mean, I remember liking that about some of my parents' friends. You know, there was all sorts of different personalities, but I... I remember a couple, I mean, specifically my godfather, who I was very close to, I love the fact at some point someone said something about him that he always talked to us as if we were his peers or whatever. Yeah. And that really rang true, and I, I remember, I, I value that about him. I've got about 30 seconds. Well... Thanks for listening to the, to the death episode. <laughs> <laughs>
of the Astro. Uh, we will be back very soon, I guess next week. But um, uh, We probably will do a late night episode. Yeah, we'll see when we put it out. Yeah. You'll just have to wait and see. Bye-bye. Forever. <laughs> what? No. No, just the death episode. I right. What is it? You want to get it to exactly we'll do a an solid, hour? Yeah. Can you just play us out with Swanee River? What is it?